We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep breath. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. Podcast. They waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Bad court nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. Was no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing up was no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Alton Trigg. Uh, soon, I will be joined by my DallasBasketball.com colleague, Grant Afseth. He's also a correspondent for the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Uh, he's at all the games. He's in the locker room. He's uh, you know getting, getting good exclusive stuff for DallasBasketball.com. Uh, his most recent... Uh, Exclusive is from Kyrie Irving himself in the Mavs locker room. Got a really good uh, exclusive piece from him last night. Be sure to go to DallasBasketball.com. Check that out. Check out our game recap uh, from the latest win over the Chicago Bulls. But, y'all, the Mavs, they are rolling. They are 4-0 to start this season. First time since the 2004-2005 season that they have started uh, – 4-0, so nearly two decades. If they start 5-0, it'll be the first time since the 2002-2003 season, uh, you know, when they had Steve Nash and Michael Finley. So uh, it'll be over a full decade <laughs> if they're able to pull that off. Uh, but, yeah, look, 114-105 over the Chicago Bulls. 
And it's not like it was anything, you know, uh, spectacular from Luca. Now, Luca still had 18 points. He had seven rebounds and 10 assists. So that's not terrible, but it's not up to Luca's standards either. And he only shot five of 16 from the field. So given all that and the Mavs to still win by nine against the team that they had lost to coming into the night, uh, six times out of their last seven tries, it's pretty good. This is one of those games that the Mavs, in my opinion, definitely would have lost last season, but they didn't this time. Um, so they're 4-0. Uh, the Denver Nuggets lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, on, yeah, the same night. So last night, Wednesday night, uh, it was a blowout, uh, and they were the only – other undefeated team in the West aside from the Mavs. So now the Mavs, Mavs stand alone in the West as the only undefeated team. And they play Denver on Friday at Denver. So it's going to be the toughest test yet uh, for the Mavs. You know, they're going to – it's it's always hard playing in Denver. Even before Denver became uh, an NBA championship team, it's always been hard because of the altitude. So uh, that the Nuggets are now, you know, a super team, essentially, uh, it makes it even tougher, you know, for opponents going to play on the road there. So uh, the Mavs, they have not had a hard schedule by any means so far, but, uh, you know, they're going to have their first real test now. And, you know, we mentioned it on the last couple of pods, but, you know, clutch games, the Mavs have really taken it up a notch this year so far. Last year, they were 26 and 29. Uh, had the most clutch games in the league. They're on pace to do that again, but they're also on pace to, you know, not have a league high tying 29 clutch losses as well. All four of these first games have been clutch games, and the last two, they have been able to separate in those last five minutes and make the game not as close. So uh, shout out to the Mavs for doing that there. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Mavs, they are the second team in NBA history to record 15 or more three-pointers in four consecutive games to start a season. Uh, the only other team to do that were the New Orleans Pelicans in the 2019-2020 season. Uh, the team shot 41.7% from three uh, during the game with the Chicago Bulls last night, and it was the third consecutive game where uh, they had shot at least 40% or better from behind the arc. Uh, and this is a note from Mavs PR. It says uh, that mark is the first time since the 2012-2013 season uh, that the Mavs have shot 40% or better in three consecutive games in the first four games to start season. So uh, we talked about it before the season started. We talked about it in a, in a preseason. And, you know, it. you never see a fast start from this team. It's one of the things that hinders the Mavs as the season goes on. In Jason Kidd's first year, you know, it didn't matter as much because uh, they just got so hot towards the second half of the season. Uh, and when they had Jalen Brunson on board, and then they ended up rolling into the Western Conference Finals that year. But the second time around, 
they didn't have Jalen Brunson and they didn't have Derek Lively and they didn't have Grant Williams. And, uh, you know, they had Christian Wood instead and it just didn't work. You know, they got themselves in the same type of hole that they did the season before, but they just didn't have the talent to climb back out of it now. So heading into this season, we talked about it, you know, Jason Kidd's teams just don't get off to a great start. They've been under 500 after the 30-game mark in both of Jason Kidd's first two seasons. So uh, it's early. You know, the, the NBA is is crazy. You know, you can you can easily lose four in a row as, as much as you can five. Uh, I'm sorry. You can easily lose four in a row as – you know, as hard as it is to win four in a row. So we'll see how it goes for the Mavs for the rest of the season. But I mean, I like these vibes. I really do. I think this is, I think this is something that, you know, is sustainable for the Mavs because they really haven't played their best basketball, in my opinion. There's a lot, uh, you know, to be happy about with, with what we're seeing from the Mavs here. A lot of improvements still to be, you know, Kyrie Irving. And his foot injury, we don't know how long he's going to be out with that, even though he he, he tells DallasBasketball.com that it's better. Uh, so, you know, we'll see when he gets back. And obviously you don't want him to rush back, especially if the team's winning without him. You want him to be as fresh as possible for the postseason. So uh, definitely don't want to rush him back there and, you know, get him in a bind uh, with that injury. So, you know, that's fine. But look – uh, again, if the Mavs are able to beat the Nuggets <laughs> on Friday, it would be the first time since the 2002-2003 season uh, since they've had as good of a start as 5-0. and And that season, they started 14-0. and uh, And if you, if you recall, you know, that year was the year that the Mavs probably would have won a title if uh, if Dirk hadn't gotten his his ankle injured by Manu Ginobili and San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs, and that, that's my opinion now, but I, I truly believe that they would have won a title that year if that injury you know hadn't happened. They were that good. Uh, but look, we got some more game notes here from the uh, from the Bulls Mavs game. Grant Williams led the team in scoring. He had 25 points, shot 7 of 10 from the field. All seven of those makes uh, were from three. He was 7 of 9 from three, uh, shot 4 of 6 from the free throw line, had five rebounds and one assist and one steal. So Grant Williams, he was amazing. Uh, My guy Grant Afseth has joined us here. Uh, I'm going to ask him specifically about uh, Grant Williams and Derek Jones Jr. here in a second. Hold on. Hey, y'all, while we wait, you think you know about basketball? Then try to turn your basketball knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. Just download the Sleeper app and pick more or less on your favorite players. With more stats than any other daily fantasy app, just choose two or more of your favorite players from pregame or live. Pick more or less from the predicted stats, and you could win up to 100 times your money if your picks win, use promo code STEPBACK, all capital letters, all one word, 
and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. Uh, I'm personally using the Sleeper app, <clears throat> Daily Fantasy Sports, and I've got some picks, some personal picks that I'm uh, doing for tonight. So I want to run through those real quick. Uh, the Mavs obviously aren't playing on Thursday night, but there are a handful of interesting games. Uh, the Spurs and the Suns play tonight, and uh, as you guys probably saw in the highlights from the other night, it was a very close game. Uh, the Spurs were down three, and they scored a, a layup off of Wimbenyama's putback, um, and then they stole the inbounds pass from Kevin Durant. And they got another layup from Keldon Johnson and won the game. So that was more entertaining than what we probably thought it should have been, even though the Suns were missing players. But they play again tonight in Phoenix. Uh, Wimbenyama's over-under for blocks is 1.5. I've, I've just got to go with the over. Uh, when you got a guy with <laughs> nearly an eight-foot wingspan, I feel like you know he's going to hit the over on that more times than not. Um, but, you know, that's that's where I'm at. I, I think he's going to hit the over on the 1.5 blocks. Uh, and then we got uh, Kevin Durant, three-pointers made, 1.5. Again, I'm going to take the over there because, I mean, it's Kevin Durant, one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. And, uh, you know, I, I, th I think he is going to at least hit two threes in this game. Um, and then the other one I wanted to look at, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors play tonight. And the over-under for Tyrese Maxey's uh, points plus rebounds plus assists is 34.5. Now, he's been on a tear lately. He's had a great start to this season. Uh, but for some reason, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm going to take the under on this one. Toronto has a lot of long, rangy defenders. And, you know, we've seen the kind of defensive they've deployed against Luka Doncic and the Mavs in the past. And I just feel like, um, you know, I feel like they're going to do a good enough job on him to where the the total for points, rebounds, and assists will be kept under that 34.5. So that's my three picks for the night. Uh, and, again, if you want – sleeper to match up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit be sure to use our promo code step back again promo code step back all one word all capital letters we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grant, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm looking forward to uh, going to Denver to cover, you know, the matchup against uh, the defending champions, and then also uh, the first in-season tournament that I keep hearing every other reporter ask about for like many, many weeks. So that'll be cool. Uh, interesting to see that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm sure the in-season tournament will be fine, but you know, I saw that atrocious court design that they're giving the new Orleans Pelicans. And I'm not looking forward to having to sit and look at that, (laughs) but but, uh, you know, at least, at least it's good quality basketball on the court. So I guess I can't complain too much, but that looked horrible at first sight, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, knock Uh, on wood, you might finally see uh, Luca versus Zion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fine. You know, it's every time, every time we're down there, you know, something happens with Zion, and it's like the week before. So, you know, we'll see if he can actually stay healthy in this. This <laughs> next week is the is the big part for him. You know, he's got to stay healthy now, and then if he stays healthy this next week, I'll just say, okay, all right, maybe we'll have a chance to see it. But, uh, well, Grant, look, I appreciate you joining me. I, I've given them, uh, given everybody the rundown of, uh, you know, what happened last night and, uh, I told everybody about your, you know, your Kyrie exclusive, great stuff over there. People need to go check that out. Uh, and then, you know, we also have our, our recap up from last night too, but look, I've been talking about it. Mavs are four and for the first time since 2004. If they do somehow beat the Nuggets in Denver, which now got even harder for them because the Nuggets just got blown out by the Timberwolves and they're going to be, you know, trying to bounce back from that. So, uh, the odds are stacked against the Mavs to start 5-0, but if it happens, it'll be the first time since the 2002 season when they started 14-0. and uh, And, you know, they that team, if Dirk hadn't injured his ankle in the, in the playoffs against the Spurs, that team probably would have won a title. Uh, so, you know, a lot of stuff happening for the Mavs that, you know, a lot of people didn't see coming into this season. You know, we probably saw it because, you know, there was a considerable amount of, talent influx you know for this roster and uh it was talent that fits what luca likes to do better than what they had last year so i'm not terribly surprised with it especially considering the schedule they've had uh to start out you know i've i was looking at it the last couple of pods and i was looking at the schedule and i was like you know i mean it's it's realistic if they take care of business they could be nine and one after these first 10 games and have some cushion you know going into the tougher part of their schedule so i'm not necessarily shocked uh but i mean they're playing really good basketball right now and uh before you hopped on here i was going into grant williams night you know led the mavs 25 points seven of nine from three 
Uh, and I mean, it's not just the points, it's what he does on the other end of the court too. all the little things, you know, he's, you know, I've, I've seen a couple of people say that he is, he has taken the Dorian Finney Smith glue guy role, uh, that we saw when, when Dorian was here. And I, I, although I think that's true, you know, I think he's elevated it a little bit because he can do a lot more than what Dorian – he's more versatile than Dorian was, in my opinion. So, what were your thoughts on Grant Williams' performance last night? And, you know, what do you think about that idea? It's like, yeah, well, maybe he is the Dorian glue guy, but he can do a little bit more than that. Yeah, I definitely think, uh, you know, it was impressive. He matched his career high in both points and uh, made threes in a single game. I thought like, some of those looks were tough, like like in, and they weren't in the traditional sense of like like a deeply contested shot. But like when you step into like a motion shooting attempt, like step into a shot uh, on a passes to your right uh, or you, you know, use a shot fake and then reload behind the three point line. Those are things that usually throw off a lot of shooters. But, you know, whether it's wide open or a look like that, Grant Williams, you know, works on it, shot, can knock them down at a high clip. And that's a real luxury to have when you're kind of like the release valve on the weak side. You know, I think he's putting up a lot of corner threes that, you know, I think if you look at like his career, there's not a, like a ton of games where he's getting this type of volume. And that's something that he's mentioned. And I think even beyond the box score, what's really impressive about him is that everyone's already gravitated towards him as the leader of the defense. And, uh, you know, like as Kyrie mentioned in the article uh, that we have on Dallas basketball, uh, he mentioned uh, basically like beyond Grant Williams as well, Derek Jones Jr., Derek Lively. They're all very impressive as like backline defenders and, you know, presence on the glass, all that stuff. And I thought, you know, like, you know, Dorian's a little quicker and can handle like with his length some of these like, uh, you know, like, I guess you could say like the like Donovan Mitchells and things like that. But I think Grant Williams holds his own, even though he's probably not as quick as Dorian. And uh, I think his size allows him to really stifle you know players trying to attack the rim like kind of just staying in front of them and you know i think overall just when you piece it all together he does a lot of those little things as you said you know he sets great screens like even though like at the start of the season there were some like just little details like they were running double drag plays and he was the first screener with Derek lively as the second screener and he just like hammered the on-ball defender and then made him trail (laughs) And stuff like that, like like that's a wide base uh, to try to get through on a screen, and little things like that, and just switch hunting with Luca setting a good screen, that, that all goes a long way. And I think one last thing is that uh, you know he's even shown a little bit of ability, like he did in Boston as well. But uh, you know, like he's able to attack closeouts and kind of get into a short range, you know, like play through contact, get into a little step back. Uh, he didn't knock it down last night, but he's done that numerous times. Uh, you know, even dating back to like the start of preseason. So I think, you know, those are things you don't really see from Dorian and, you know, the tougher shot making and all that stuff. That's just not stuff you see from him either. So I think uh, there's a lot to like about what Grant Williams provides, especially as a leader. Like, you know, those comments about protecting Luca from the refs and all that stuff, taking the tech, you know, a lot of that stuff, all that adds up and you can see why, you know, people view him as a leader for a team. Yeah. I mean, going into last night, I didn't think, I didn't think because of the tear Luca has been on, I didn't think it was going to cool off against the Bulls and their defense. But, you know, you got to give them credit. And Alex Caruso, he is a menace on the defensive end. And, you know, all those other guys, they they did a pretty good job last night. Like, you know, they, they took the approach that we've seen teams in the past take where it's like, 
you know, we're going to hound Luca. We're going to send two guys every time. And if the rest of the guys beat us, then so be it. But we're not letting Luca beat us. And, you know, that's kind of what happened last night. Luca only had 18 points. He didn't shoot very well, uh, but he did have 10 assists and seven rebounds. And, you know, Grant Williams was up, up for the challenge. He had 25 points. Derek Jones Jr., the guy you mentioned, uh, you know, he has really been on a tear lately here too. And uh, in Memphis, he had uh, 22 points. And I don't remember exactly how many threes he had in that game, but he hit a bunch yeah, of them. Career high with four. <laughs> and it was also his third highest scoring game of his NBA career as well, too. So that was a very interesting performance. And then he followed it up by scoring 17 points against his former team. He was on the Chicago Bulls last year. Uh, and he was 7 of 13 from the field and hit three more threes and had five rebounds and an assist. I mean, you know, he is uh, in, in a really, really exciting putback dunk over Zach Levine uh, off of a Mavs miss where he just seemed to levitate. Like he just he just hung up in the air for a few seconds and then dunked it over Levine. So and then he, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you posted about this is actually where I saw the the quote first was they asked him if he felt bad about dunking over his his former teammate. And he said, I'll be honest, like if my mom was there, I'd still. <laughs> I'd still <be laughs> it's so funny because he's so soft spoken overall that like hearing that from him was like that was just hilarious. Like, yeah, it, it, was, it was so funny. <laughs> But, I mean, it was a total group effort from the Mavs in this win because, you know, like I said, they, they were hounding Luka. They were saying, you're not going to beat us. And then you had the big game from Williams. You had a, a good production night from Derek Jones Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 24 points off the bench. And although it seemed like he was having a bad shooting night at, in, in certain stretches of that game, he ended up shooting 7 of 13 uh, from three. So, I mean – and eight of fifteen overall, so it was a, it was a really good night for for Tim Hardaway Jr. So, uh, and he had, he had a few rebounds and a few assists too. And then Derek Lively getting his third consecutive start, uh, he ended up with seven points, and then he had a career high thirteen rebounds and a career high six assists as well. And he had two steals and a block. So, and he was a team high plus fifteen in the box score for the night. So. Lively has just been incredible so far for his age. Like I, I know we we've we've talked about his basketball IQ. We've talked about all the uh, you know the physical attributes that he has and how it can help him accelerate a little bit faster than than normal NBA big men, rookie big men. But I mean, the Mavs have to be thrilled with how this is going so far because this is even you know I, I thought he would be good this first year and you know fairly early he's exceeding my expectations which is saying something because i usually have really high ones <laughs> for guys well, I, think he's, I think he's exceeding the Mavs expectations by far as well because i remember when i was covering summer league and you know jared dudley who was the you know the Mavs like summer coach at the time uh in a current obviously current assistant coach uh, he would often mention Omax as the player that he expected to make an immediate impact. Like whether that was like a month or two, this is how crazy the expectations were. It was like, like, like whether that's two months in or after the all-star break, he would say about Omax. And then now Omax isn't the one getting minutes. And they thought uh, Derek Lively <laughs> would take it like a year or whatever long, longer period than that. But it's just kind of interesting because he's making an impact like immediately. He even like, he even played well, 
with Victor Wembanyama, the generational prospect, in the first game of the season. And you know, it's just interesting to see how he responds because, like, I thought even like the uh, the games in Abu Dhabi were interesting. Like, he faced a really physical matchup with Carl Towns, Rudy Gobert, and then the next game against the same team, he responds very well. And you know, I thought like I talked to him actually in the locker room before the game yesterday about the foul trouble that he had in Memphis. And you know, he's just so like mature and attentive to detail. He was just talking about like how he learned from that already. Like there was one day in between these games, keep in mind, like a, like a 19-year-old talking like about how he reviewed the film, learned from it, and he's ready to apply it uh, on Wednesday's game after a Monday game. And sure enough, he does a tremendous job of avoiding foul trouble, makes a big impact on the boards on both ends. And there was a real difference when he was on the floor versus off, especially in the second half. I felt like there was – there was like, you know, some slippage from the defense overall. Uh, like the Bulls started to make some momentum uh, before, you know, he played the entire fourth quarter. Uh, is, that was an impressive thing as well. And, you know, overall. Well, the turning even, point, and sorry to cut you off, you, you, oh, so you, you can continue on what you're saying, but the turning point in that fourth quarter was around the seven-minute mark. You know, the Mavs are down by, let's see. Yeah, they were down by a point. With seven minutes left, Bulls had, you know, it seemed like nothing was going to stop them offensively. And the Mavs miss a shot. D-Live keeps the ball from going out of bounds, slings it back in bounds with one hand to Tim Hardaway Jr., and THJ hits a three and gets fouled. That's a huge moment in a game for a 19-year-old rookie. And it was he threw a one-handed pass falling out of bounds on, the, on a dime to Hardaway and, you know, Hit that shot. I mean, that was incredible. I, I I heard Jason Kidd talking about it after the game too. But I mean, what poise for a guy that young uh, to be thrown into the fire like he has and to be producing in those type of spots. So I mean, I, they got to be thrilled. Oh yeah, and I, I was just always amazed, like throughout the whole game, how often whether he got the offensive rebound, he just got a hand on the ball. Like that was so impressive to me. Like he's just so active and seven seven wingspan, seven foot one. Uh, overall, like that, that really makes a big difference. And, you know, that's a crazy concept. Uh, being tall with long arms and basketball uh, <laughs> might help you out. <laughs> you know, like light, like light years ahead analysis right there. But yeah, like uh, it's really crazy. Uh, you know, they just, it's really crazy. They just, they didn't have a guy like that, you know, the last handful of years. And now they do. And, you know, even if he doesn't get a rebound or even if he doesn't get a block. You know, just the little things, being active, you know, getting deflect deflections, even if the team gets the ball, making it, you know, hard on them to do so. You know, just the little things like that is going to help the Mavs out tremendously going forward. I, I'm I'm thrilled with how he has started the year. Uh, I'm happy for him because he's a good kid, too. Uh, you know, his mom, you know, I've seen – she said the other night she's moved to Dallas and we see her on the broadcasts now too. So that's that's really good to see. One other guy I wanted to talk about from this game is Jaden Hardy because, you know, he, he got uh, two DMPs the first two games of the season. He came in for that Memphis game, got some minutes, didn't play really, really well, uh, to put it nicely. And then in this fourth game, he basically uh, – well, I think he played most of the fourth quarter. Or he played at least half of the first – I mean, the fourth quarter. And he definitely closed, closed, out. closed out like pretty much all of clutch time with him, I felt like. Right. And he hit a big three with, let's see, 
it was it with the, it was the last minute. Yeah, put him up six before Josh Green hit that corner three to put him up nine, and then he had that yeah, drive a minute forty one. Well. I yeah. see it right now. Yeah, yeah, a minute forty one left. They were up by three, and Luca gives it over to Jaden Hardy, and he hit a three to put him up one hundred six uh, to one hundred, which essentially sealed it. I mean. The final score ended up being 114-105. But at that moment, you know, I, I figured it was over at that point. So, um, so Jaden Hardy, he really needed that, I think, uh, you know, just for his confidence. And, you know, I'm sure he, after his explosion at the end of last season and the work he put in over the offseason, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't expecting the year to start the way it had in the first three games. But it was good to see him kind of get off the mat a little bit. So, uh, I mean, what are your expectations for him going forward now? Because, I mean, it's hard it's hard to see him getting minutes unless they're just going to, like, bench Seth Curry or reduce Tim Harwood Jr.'s minutes. Yeah, for sure. It'll be it'll be tough with the logjam they have because they even they can throw, like, Dante Exum to run the offense and things like that as well in addition to Seth Curry and, and Tim Hardaway. And I think why the, I was really impressed with, uh, you know, like Jaden Hardy, like kind of staying positive, as you said, like he was the last one to leave the shoot around in Memphis getting shots up and, you know, not to spoil a DallasBasketball.com article uh, too much, but I, uh, you know, I actually talked to him before uh, yesterday's game as well. And, you know, he just mentioned like the importance of staying ready, putting in extra work. And, you know, he shared some of the things that he focused on, like what he saw from that game that you mentioned in Memphis on Monday and I thought it was uh, interesting that he like highlighted the need for him to make a defensive impact and continue to grow in that area. Like he's always mentioned the right things uh, ever since summer league before it started, after it ended, and you know throughout training camp uh, about what he you know is continuing to work on. And the thing with that is like progress isn't always linear as well. Like you have to kind of go through different things uh, that kind of resonate uh, with development and just continue to get better and get comfortable with things. Uh, that are, you know, that happen that are very important. And, you know, like you can't really like simulate too much about like real, like kind of, I guess you could say heat of the battle kind of moments where, you know, there's a split second decision and, you know, oh, you made the wrong one. Okay. Well, two more times now you made the right one, you know, like things like that. (laughs) So I think, uh, you know, seeing him like make plays in clutch time, even if it's against a team that had to have a team uh, like a players only meeting after the first game of the season uh, was definitely uh, like an encouraging thing for his development. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, like just seeing how he like continues to build on it and, you know, is ready when his number is called, he's had plenty of opportunity uh, to kind of show that last year uh, when his number was called, he stayed ready. So yeah, I just think overall, like there's a lot of interesting young talent on, you know, like the Mavs roster right now and seeing how it all kind of pieces together. Like they've already all shown flashes like fourth game of the season and some earlier as well. And continuing to kind of see that develop around, you know, like Luca, like when Kyrie's healthy and all that, I think will be very intriguing overall. Well, he ended up – he played 14 minutes, shot three of seven overall, ended up with nine points, and he was the only Mavs bench player uh, to have a, a positive uh, plus-minus in the in the box score. He was plus six, and everybody everybody else on the bench uh, was a negative led by Tim Hardaway Jr. It's crazy, you know, because Tim Hardaway Jr., overall he had a pretty decent game, but he was negative nine on the game. That stuff is always – there, there's a lot that goes into that <laughs> – <laughs> that plus minus metric but you know most times it it meets the eye test but 
you know, it was good to see Hardy get in there and, and produce some productive minutes in a, a you know, high-pressure fourth-quarter situation. Uh, you always love to see your young guys uh, getting in that kind of action. That was one thing I liked is Jason Kidd. He committed to, you know, running all the young guys out there. Yeah, especially with Maxi Kleba's injury. I thought that was, like, you know, impressive to see Derek Lively handle. Like, they, they needed him to finish. I mean, they could have went with Dwight Powell if they wanted to. But seeing, yeah. uh, but seeing, you know, like the whole like fourth it. quarter, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like seeing them trust, uh, you know, like a rookie four games uh, into the season, and then him respond well by, you know, being an impact player for the whole fourth quarter. That was very impressive for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I think uh, now, look, they're four and zero. People will say, well, you know, the record. I mean, the, the schedule hasn't been that great. That's true. I mean, the, they've had a pretty manageable well, schedule. Last so far. And they lost a lot of those games. They like, lost remember, a ton of them. I covered two games against the Charlotte Hornets, uh, and they lost both of them. Like, that's all I have to say <laughs> yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, look, this is this. is you can already tell this is a different – and I'm not saying they're going to beat Denver. They, you know, I'm, I'm already penciling that one in as a loss. You know, if they win, you know, that's great. But – I'm penciling that one in as a as a loss on the schedule, but overall, I mean, I'm just I'm thrilled with how they've started, and I'm sure they are too. I mean, and Grant Williams said it after the game: four and is nice, but that's not what he's focused on. He, you know, everybody they're taking it game by game, and you know, they're they're going to see how they really stack up against the best in the West uh, when they take on. Nikola Jokic and the defending champs on Friday. And they just don't lose um, on their home floor, too. It'll be a very interesting test. And another angle about it that I think will be kind of interesting to follow, everyone, like, especially in that Kyrie story, uh, you know, that we have on, on Dallas basketball, he mentioned the importance. Like, he actually, like, I mentioned, the, like, him being the one that kind of had that conversation with the team uh, to be in shape. Uh, you know, like entering last, like this off season and then coming into this season. And one thing about Denver, the elevation or altitude uh, is definitely yes. a challenging thing. So if you're going to play faster, you really have to be in shape to do that in Denver. So it'll be interesting to see how that like may, might be a, a benefit. Uh, you know, maybe after the game, you'll have to read DallasBasketball.com to see what they think about it <laughs> for sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm interested to be able to, to go out there and cover that one. So stay tuned. For that. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, even before the Nuggets became the world championship Nuggets and, you know, before they got all these pieces. and When they were a mid-team, it was still hard going to Denver and getting a win there for the Mavs. So, you know, it's just like the Chicago – for whatever reason, the Mavs have just had trouble against the Chicago Bulls over the last several years. They Going into last night, they had lost six of their last seven games against the Bulls. So even though they have new roster pieces, and I wrote, I wrote about this before the game, I was like, I fully expect this to be a grind uh, just based on how they always play. That You know, Zach Levine's eyes light up when he sees Mavs blue in front of him. Uh, and, you know, he torched them in the first half and then cooled off toward the end of and it. But so many, like, pesky defenders, too, like uh, like Io uh, Desunmu, like Javon Carter, like – uh, all in addition to Alex Caruso, Patrick Williams got a lot of size. Like I know, I know Nikola, Nikola Vucevic isn't like like he's probably like like one of those like slow footed bigs that you know if he just played normal pick and roll coverage, Luca would carve apart. But like they just really have a lot of like annoying defenders that can fly they around. Do. Even <laughs> even if they're having players only meetings to discuss how to use them, uh, you know, like they're definitely one of those like teams that can give you problems if. 
you know, like someone like Zach Levine, as you said, is stepping up or DeMar DeRozan's on a heater and things like that. So yeah, that was definitely like, I remember a lot of people were kind of thinking on my timeline on you know, X or Twitter, whatever you call it now, uh, <laughs> was talking about like, this is a trap game. Uh, so, you know, seeing like a team that didn't handle those types of games well last year, handle them or handle it, uh, you know, last night, that's a good sign of progress as well as what Kyrie, like part of what Kyrie said about, uh, you know, in our, in our article about handling close games, uh, you know, that shows oh, yeah. the connective tissue of the group and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's it's very, very intriguing to see them close out those a game like that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I was annoyed for Luca. I was watching that and I was like, <laughs> no matter who they, and it was mostly Caruso. He's the most annoying out of all of them. He's good. I mean, I got to hand it to him. He, he does his job well, but, you know, I was watching that and I was just like, man, I, I don't know. Like I'm not surprised Luca got his first technical of the season last night. So <laughs> no, and then we also have something coming soon about uh, about Alex Crusoe. I was able to talk to him. He talked about guarding Luca and also playing his uh, former teammate uh, Derek Jones. So that that should be an interesting one for sure. That'll be awesome. Well, look, Grant, I appreciate you joining me, and I appreciate the rest of you coming in to listen to us today. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff ahead. Grant's got several things in the oven. Uh, I've got a couple of surprise trade ideas that uh, I'm going to throw <laughs> out there to uh, bolster the Mavs' big man depth. And it's you know, it's ideas that uh, that will not remove Derek Lively from being the starter. So don't have a panic attack if you just heard that. Um, as long but, as I'm not included, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, we're keeping Grant, though. We're not trading Grant. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, look, we appreciate it. Be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Go over to Grant's channel. He's got his own YouTube channel. He's posting stuff all the time. Uh, go run him up, too. It's uh, it's just Grant Afseth, right? Yeah, it's just uh, I, yeah. the luxury of having a, uh, a weird last name. No one else will have the same one name, same full name as you and username. <laughs> <laughs> Very unique. So go check that out. He's got a you know all the post game press conference stuff, and then he takes uh, footage of you know stuff like Kyrie and uh, Kyrie and his pregame routine, and you know stuff of that nature that you you don't normally see on there. So go check that out. Uh, and be sure to check out DallasBasketball.com where we have several things up already uh, from, you know, the action throughout this week. And we have a lot of stuff coming throughout the day and the rest of this week leading into the weekend. So appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great one. We will see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.